Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. Today I get to talk to Nino Ferrugio, who is a former student of mine. Uh, we got to be together in the 200-hour and the 300-hour trainings at Ishta Yoga. Nino's gone on to become a teacher on Long Island as well as in Manhattan. She teaches private sessions. She teaches corporate classes. She teaches children's yoga classes. She also leads retreats locally and internationally. And also, Nino is the author of two yoga and meditation-related children's books, Little Shrimp Wants to Do Yoga, and Little Shrimp Wants to Meditate. We got to talk about her writing, her teaching, and uh, what she's been thinking about in terms of yoga as it applies to living in a way that is profound and in tune with one's karma, you could say. So I hope you enjoyed it. I sure loved this conversation. So without further ado, here's Nino. Hi, Nino. Hi, Peter. So nice to have you here. Well, it's nice to be here. Yay. Um, well, before we got on the air, we were just having this wonderful conversation about um, living in New York City, living outside of New York City, uh, which you were sort of straddling that. You're enough outside the city that it must not feel like being in the city out on the island. Yeah. Yeah. But we were talking about... Um, the the feeling of being with the earth and i think that's such a important topic right now because of the global climate change and everything and i think more and more people are thinking about that yeah, topic which is uh, a good thing it gives me hope mm-hmm. that uh, we finally are looking it got to the point where you can't just ignore it anymore yeah. and we all have to take little responsibility and not wait for the next person to mm-hmm. um, to take that step. I think um, with little will go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, noticing and acknowledging and accepting that something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like there's a critical mass now that is helping with that. There's finally enough people where it's um, I think a lot of people have the ideal, like we'd like to do X or Y, but then there's this convenience factor. Oh yeah. And then it's hard to get enough of a discomfort around it to say, okay, I'm willing to inconvenience myself. Definitely. To make a difference. And also certain things, it just seems impossible, you know, being, you know, living in New York and having, you know, like homes that require you know certain things that um aren't the best for environment just like heat like Mm -hmm. what are we gonna do i do have a little you know like um fireplace type thing with me and that was one of my favorite things about my house was my fireplace yeah and just you know warms up but we still need to use Mm -hmm. like oil Mm -hmm. heat so, um, but it kind of helps, so we don't have to use that much. Right. Um, but then you have to keep putting wood in every right. few hours. 
So. Luckily, we had a tree that fell down, so that was the wood for the whole time we were there. We yeah. chopped it up. Yeah, my husband chops up the wood, and then kids help him stack it up, which I love seeing right. you know, them being part of that. Um, but uh, I don't know. Even like sometimes I take out the garbage and I see all the plastic, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, just well, it gives I mean, me a little anxiety. Of it, awareness of it all, I think, is the first step, right? We have right. to become aware of it, and then we can do something about it and make steps, and it's going to take time. And the nature of life is the actions that we take over time. I, mean, right. I was just reading the Bhagavad Gita, you know, and it's a story about how life is just going to be what the tasks that fall in front of you and you can resist them or you can you can fight them <laughs> or you can do them and not not be attached but know that you still have to do them yeah and some you know you resolve kind of quickly and then some take years to even get yourself to look at it right you know some problems or issues i notice um you put it in a back burner kind of mm -hmm. try to avoid it until it becomes right. impossible or maybe you're just waiting to have that wisdom or understanding to be able to tackle it and then right. you're like okay i see it now i, mm -hmm. I know what i'm gonna do because mm -hmm. i think when we are facing something that we don't know what to do for me it feels a bit paralyzing mm -hmm. and i have that you know, fight or flight respond. Usually it's a flight for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like well running away from yeah. the, so by just shutting myself off from it. Right. And then, you know, one day it seems like, okay, I could look at it now and I could do something. Yeah. I mean, some of the issues that we're dealing with are our entire life's work. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so it's not unusual that they take a long time. <laughs> right. You know, that's like our samskara. That's a deep groove that we're working with. Yeah. But as long as I remember myself, it's always trying to work things out in my mm -hmm. mind. I see the problem and then it's just, hey, I have this urge for a solution. And sometimes that solution comes fast and sometimes it takes years, but I notice that pattern. You know, like when... I genuinely wish for something to be resolved. Mm -hmm. It's somehow then it happens and mm -hmm. unfolds, and it seems very magical and um, powerful. Um, What's the difference between that and wishing? I think wishing for me um, is more like a mind producing, like you. <clears throat> it's more um, connected to the material world or the you know, messages we get from society. Like, we, it's almost like um, like a goal mm -hmm. or like something that you feel like you need, but you there's a deeper understanding that it's not really important. Mm -hmm. And then the, and then there's this urge where there's this feeling of urgency when something just, you can't imagine for it not to be. Mm -hmm materialized like it just needs to happen because there's such a strong and it doesn't come from mind it comes from i don't know like my body or soul it just feels different mm -hmm. and uh, i remember when i was really little um one of the examples was um 
you know, we had those old phones, you know, with yeah, the, the rotary phone. Oh, uh, you had to dial, you know, like the circle. Yeah. Uh, and I was looking at it and I was really, really wishing I was, I guess, daydreaming. I spent most of my childhood daydreaming. <laughs> and um, I was like, I wish there was a phone that I could see another person at the end. <laughs> and, and then my mind was like, but it's not possible. How is that even possible? Right. But I really want it. But it was not just like, you know, wishing like, oh, I wish, you know, I had those shoes. Um, it was like, I just really, really wanted it. And my mind kept fighting. Like, no, it can't. It's like, how? How can that even be? Yeah. And then fast forward, yeah, you know, several you years. And that's amazing. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm using Skype to talk to my family overseas, you know? So those kind of things. Um, you know, like having a favorite musician and having this like real strong urge, like I want to meet this person. Right, right. And then, you know, a few years later, I am meeting that person. You know, those kind of things. It's yeah. just there's this urgency to that, and then there is this other stuff that every day. Oh, I wish you know right. I could do this, and I wish, and I know that if it was something that resonated deeply with me, I I wouldn't have to force myself to kind of wish or set goals mm, because mm. from experience, I notice when something is strong enough in me, it just comes as a force mm -hmm. and as long as i don't resist it it just mm -hmm. you know manifests you don't have to like set up steps to get to it right right i just feel like it just unfolds so powerfully on its own that i'm just enjoying the ride mm. so that's beautiful yeah it's been like few things i could point out but it was so powerful that you can't miss it mm -hmm. and then the so i think a lot of people struggle with this challenge of wanting things and there's a frustration in not getting them mm. you know and and they're not sure what are the things i should be pursuing because it seems unclear right? Like I want this or I want this, or even we were talking a minute ago about mm -hmm. where to live, you know, well, yeah. I want this, but I also want this. Yeah. And I relate to that too. I have all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of those conditions. Yeah. Um, but I think again, if I get really honest with myself, um, and if I really trust, I know I'll be where I need to be. It's that when mind starts to take control, mm -hmm. it's this just again surrendering to the you know, this other powerful knowing within you, mm -hmm. or letting your mind be influenced by trying to figure it out. Like, what's the who knows what's the perfect place? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I love the city. I feel good here, but at the same time, I really enjoy seeing the green. You know, being by the water and um, just warm weather. Like, mm -hmm. I love New York, but I don't want to deal with the winter. Right. So it's like, would I move somewhere that is, you know, weather is nice? Uh, ideally, I think that would be really good for me. Right. But again, I feel like, oh, but my, you know, I don't know, I have so many ties right. in New York. So yeah, I do 
get that. Um, But again, I have to trust, I have to really work on that, that if I just allow for me to be guided, I will end up where I need to be. Right. And that maybe segues us into the notion of meditation and what is that meant in your own experience, like having having a practice. Did you do that practice before you came to Ishta? No. No. No, I was um, hesitant to do the yoga teacher training because I didn't feel like I was ready. Uh, but there was something in me that Again, that sense of urgency that it just need to, like I couldn't wait anymore because I noticed that pattern in me that I always feel under ready for stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, some something in me was just like, just go with it. And, um, and I couldn't have picked more perfect um, school. It was uh, when I was considering different schools i think ishta was the third one i walked in and then i was like i'm not even gonna look anymore this is my home and i still feel like it no matter how long i go without you know coming it just always feels like home mm-hmm. um and um and that's when i really started well, we think to of it f- as your home too <laughs> it just really this is my um where i feel most of myself and um, I feel like I feel my vibration is just like higher. This is where I need to be. That's why one of the big reasons that I um, consider not moving mm-hmm. away. But then again, being on Long Island, I feel like so far away. It takes you a while to get in here anyway. Right. So mm-hmm. I haven't managed that, you know, routine to get back here regularly. But when I was doing the training, that's when the magic started to unfold. Mm. It was a really miraculous experience and um, quite hard to explain Mm -hmm. uh, without sounding like a (laughs) a job. Um, But um, I know you'd understand. (laughs) Um, But it was just, things started to make sense. You know, things that I questioned for years, as long as I remember myself. And if I didn't get the answers, you know, because there are certain things that, you know, are unknown and they're meant to be. Um, I made peace around it and it was okay. Mm. And um, I just started to feel like I found my place in the world. I made friends that are just so deeply connected. With, uh, it, it's It's been a blessing. So... Um, and that's where I started to really tap into something more, which, you know, yoga talks about and you could read about it, but um, you won't understand it unless you're in it. Mm-hmm. And so that was really a biggest gift of that journey into my own self and then realizing the power that we have when we are in harmony with mind, body, spirit connection that you know everybody talks about when it comes to yoga but and i knew it on as far as on the books but um experiencing it is a totally um you know different thing right so that's where um i have to say i mean not to sound like a cliche but that's i I guess that's how i found myself Mm -hmm. i'm still you know getting to know (laughs) yeah and there's still 
ways to go, but um, it's been um, it's been a quite an interesting, trippy journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah. since I started funding Peter's podcast on patreon.com I've been a lot more aware of donations here and there radio stations or something I always contributed to but you know somebody who's got an interesting music project or someone who's got an interesting political campaign it's not necessarily a complete commitment to throw a little bit of money that way just to help that project out I would like to thank everyone for throwing a little money my way to make Peter's podcast possible. And if you haven't already and you like Peter's podcast, I hope you'll consider going to patreon.com to make a contribution of any level that you like. I also wanted to suggest that uh, it would be interesting to hear Marianne Williamson on the presidential debate stage. I have no idea if I'm going to support Marianne Williamson in the long run, but the idea of having someone who's a person who's spent all her life thinking about things from a spiritual perspective and to have that in the conversation is a fascinating concept. So she needs 65,000 people to contribute a minimum of a dollar in order to qualify. So if you've got a dollar, head on over to marianne2020.com and give a donation. Thanks. When you read about what you're talking about in books, it sounds maybe poetic or flowery Mm -hmm. or metaphorical or something like that. And you came full circle because you went and wrote a book mm-hmm. about doing yoga and doing meditation, two books, yeah. one, one about each, um, targeted at children. Yes. Right? Um, and what was that experience like? Where did that come from and how did you? Again, I can't take any credit for it. It's, it's um, amazing that I Definitely wouldn't have done it without Ishta, uh, for biggest reason is that it was my yoga project right, for my three hundred hour training. yeah for my three hundred hour teacher training, and you I might have done it anyway, probably. <laughs> well, I, was, I picked that because I always wanted to. Right. It's just that I, I, if I didn't give myself a deadline, if I didn't have. If I give myself a deadline, it means nothing. Yeah. If I didn't have a deadline, if other people didn't <laughs> the structure ex- of that, yeah, yeah. expect me to hand it in at a certain date, it took years and years. So then um, I was going to do a totally different topic, something about the breath. And uh, it was not coming as a story. So 
I think it was two weeks before the project was due. And um, I was like, who am I kidding? I'm not a writer. I can't write a book. Why did I pick this? I'm going to make chakra bracelets. So I was going <laughs> to buy some crystals and make jewelry here. You know, it balances your chakras. Um, and then I was like, okay, I surrendered. I let go. So then um, I, um, I remembered my friend, Patricia, um, who was in our 200-hour training, she said something before, a while ago. She said, why don't you do saham meditation and do a little yoga practice before you, you write? Mm -hmm. So I was like, after I surrendered and I let go of the whole um, book, um, book writing thing, I did that. I sat down, I meditated a little bit, um, I did saham, and then I did a little practice, went upside down for a few moments. And then I just took whatever, it was like this old piece of paper and a pencil. And I sat down on the table and I started writing. And it was, um, I, I could see my mind start to judge the story. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to judge it as it comes out. I'm just going to let whatever comes out, come out. And then I'll, I could always go back and change things, which I haven't done. I, I think I had this expectation that the perfect book has to be written uh, right at the start. And uh, so I did that. And as every time this impulse of like judging or stopping came up, I just ignored it. So I let the story uh, come out. And when I look at it, it was actually a story. It was from start to finish mm. and i, I didn't expect that you in that session i did not expect that at all i thought maybe i would get like a part and then i would build up on it and i was like i, I could work with this <laughs> and the also the character you know little shrimp it was just i guess i was feeling patricia's uh um you know spirit there because she was pregnant when we we're doing the training and I always called the baby little shrimp <laughs> while it was in her belly. And uh, so they became, you know, our thing. Hey, how is the little shrimp doing? So, I, I, and I think that's how the name came through and, um, and stuck. And that was my first um, experience. And then, um, so I didn't do the chakra bracelets, obviously. <laughs> and I brought that, my, I called my mom to do the, drawings really yeah. quickly because you know now i have like few days to print out the book right. and um i presented it and how convenient you have an artist on call i know right <laughs> uh, and she quickly you know jotted some things down and um did she already know that you were working on this and she might be called on to do it or you just um, presented it in that moment i i probably mentioned that i was gonna i was I had to write a book, um, but, she, you know, when I called her, I was like, okay, she didn't, like, I didn't know who, who the characters were going to be. I said, okay, so I need a, a shrimp, I need a turtle, <laughs> and then she just took markers and paper and just, like, really, you know, she's like, is this okay? I said, it will work for now. Yeah. And then I went to Barnes & Nobles over here in Union Square, and they have the machine that they print out. Right. 
And I just got like two copies, I think, and bought it to present for, uh, on my pro- as my project. And everybody really welcomed it and encouraged me and it made me, um, I guess, um, you know, like let, allow myself to imagine that maybe I could actually publish this book because mm-hmm. before I didn't even dare to, to dream about that. Right. Um, and that was, uh, and then after that, my mom had to obviously redo pictures a million times in different formats. And um, so, and I printed it properly, so it's yeah. higher quality, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to speak. And the second one also wouldn't have happened if um, not Ishta. It was uh, when I went to uh, Greece, um, Mykonos with. Uh, Al and Sarah on their yoga retreat. And I came back after doing meditation and yoga every day. And uh, I came back and I was jet lagged. So I woke up really early and I was. What was the title of the first book? First book, Little Shrimp Wants to Do Yoga. Right. So now Um, we're in the second book. Yeah. And this one is called Little Shrimp Wants to Meditate. (laughs) Um, So when we came, came back, so I woke up at four five i couldn't go back to sleep my you know instinct was like just oh let i'll watch a movie right and then i opened the computer and something in me i was like no i don't want to waste this time doing that and with having absolutely no plan no goal no expectation nothing i opened pages and i started typing um and it just started to again form uh, as a story but this time it had to give me a little you know give me a hard time it came as a kind of rhyme uh-huh. so it was following like dr seuss type of a uh-huh. rhyme and i was like as i was typing i was like there's no way i can keep going the whole book <laughs> you know with this flow it's i'm yeah. making it so difficult for myself right. but at the same time i had to recognize that I wasn't making it anything. I wasn't doing anything. So I was literally just uh, receiving whatever was coming through. And and then, yeah, the whole book is like that. Mm-hmm. It has that flow. And did you write it that way or did you sketch out a, a plot first? And No, no, yeah. it just, I had, like I said, I had no plan and uh, I didn't know where the story was gonna go it started it started building from one sentence to the next and the next and the next and and i don't do that i don't rhyme it's not my thing um you know i don't you go around like a rap artist <laughs> maybe um so it just i was i was shocked i was really surprised that it, it came this way right but also it's fun i kind of I like it. I like that. It has that nice flow. Yeah. And just fun, fun to read to kids. Yeah. That's great. So. And what's been the experience of uh, reading with your kids? Do they so, like the books? They do. And um, even, well, my little one doesn't like books in general. Like he doesn't like to read. Uh-huh. So when How old he, is he now? he's eight, yeah. uh, my older one, 11, and he loves to read. He learned alphabet when he was uh, one year old. So oh, interesting. I know. Uh, he just, he, reading is his, his world. 
Yeah. So he Back read to karma, and, yeah. right? <laughs> it's just yeah. it, it amazes me. And my other one was like wanted nothing to do with books. So he read my books, which makes me feel very happy because yeah. I'm like I am honored <laughs> if Nico reads my books, right. it must be something. Right. So yeah, he's um, they like it. They they were really happy to see their names. Oh. Uh, in a dedication um, or acknowledgement page. Yeah. So Nico was like, you, you said Luca and Nico? He was very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> he was shocked. Right. Um, so yeah, it, it really is sweet. I take some pictures when they're reading and then I put, you know, it's like a, I put a couple on Instagram uh, yeah. as a, and it's, yeah, it, it's, it's really nice to see them embrace that yeah. my little fan <laughs> that's awesome and um did your mom base the art in this one the second book on the same as the first or are there new characters or no it's the same mm -hmm. same characters um so it's a little shrimp series <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> um so yeah it's a b before when she was um making she used the oil um, it didn't come out good with That's pictures. That's her primary medium, right? Painting. Yes, she, yeah. she paints uh, oil on canvas. Then she did acrylic. And then when I was taking pictures of it, the colors, you know, sometimes the light would be different. Yeah, it's hard to so do. then uh, she just ended up using a tablet. Mm -hmm. She got the program and uh, Microsoft um, tablet. And that seemed to work the best because, um, you know, you... The colors are all the same right. and the resolution and all that you could program. So she had to learn a lot because she's self-taught. She right. never went to school for art or anything. She just started doing it for the love of it. And um, how, how does she feel about having learned this new media? Oh yeah, she 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 loves it. She so she cool. always comes up <laughs> so with you like cre you created opportunity for her to move in her own. Um, yeah, because you know. Um, for years, I heard her say, oh, you know, I really f wish I could, you know, I want, really want to experiment with uh, painting or drawing. So she kept saying it. So one year on her birthday, I got her little, uh, not little, but this wood kit, mm -hmm. the beginners or artists mm -hmm. kit that came with oils and brushes and all this stuff and, uh, and the canvas. So that's when she she painted and she she fell in love and then became so i kind of feel a little you know the responsibility right. towards uh you know cr creating this um right. or awakening her genius um but she's quite amazing um she's she does she has that patience and or she could work on little details and she's been learning in this program there's so many things that i have no patience to because mm -hmm. um, i used to paint and draw too but i haven't done it for years um but she seems that that's her that's her meditation i right, guess right. that's her you know way of connecting to yeah. something higher so I'm very happy that she has that, um, and she and I'm really happy that I'm comfortable enough with her because she's my mother. So if I don't like something, I keep you know making her redo it like ten times. <laughs> and I don't feel bad. <laughs> right, right. So, so yeah, it's been really lovely, and she works fast. 
So for me, yeah, the story comes through pretty fast, but then tweaking and editing and then the process until I actually feel like I could, you know, release the story. Yeah. I think my thing is like two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and pretty she, reasonable. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like it's too long for, you know, like it, it's actually quite strange. I feel like there's a lot to be done. And then when I actually decide that it's time, I noticed that the book was pretty much done. Mm. So at this two years, it's just pretty much me waiting yeah. for myself to be ready for yeah. it. Because um, then there's not much, you know, that needs yeah. to be done. And then um, the other day I was going through the computer. I was looking for one of the little shrimp files. And I came across that apparently I have two more that are written i mean they're like in a kind of unfinished state but in the series yeah wow so you didn't even know you wrote them i didn't remember (laughs) one of them i didn't remember i was i was uh looking for the other one and this other file i was like oh my i hadn't yeah, I totally forgot that I wrote that. Because huh. I guess it because it doesn't come from my mind, it's easy for me to just huh. forget about it. That's amazing. So, but the point is my mom already has pictures for all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, she's like as soon as I tell her topic, she sends me up. I I did the did the pictures. <laughs> and then she keeps asking me, "Did you do anything about the book?" Right, right. So, yeah. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. Hey, two important things around our household. One, we're planning a trip to Portugal for a retreat this summer in August. So keep your ears open for that. The second is Wendy Newton and Alan Finger are continuing with their training based on the Tantra of the Yoga Sutras. So check that out. You can go to ishtayoga.com for more. It's coming up this week. Check it out. Here we go. Back to Nino. Part of this whole process is, I don't know, you could call it magical, right? Or Mm -hmm. or at least it flows, right? Mm -hmm. But then there's another part that's work, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That you're working and you're having to do this hard work. It's not just like you... Uh, I just saw this old movie about a romance author and she creates this dazzling life and tries mm-hmm. to live it and then it all falls apart. Right? So <laughs> life is always challenging. Oh, yeah. You know? And um, you had a, another challenge um, with a project that maybe seemed also um, a natural in creating a yoga studio at where you are. Mm-hmm. And that was hard. Oh, yeah. Right. That was really hard. Um, so it's not like anything one turns to that seems like a, a good idea always works out in this sort of magical way. Sometimes we try and that's just not the thing. Right. Um, and it could make you feel a lot of things, like um, really make it shaky the ground you're standing on or doubt everything and then all these ugly feelings come up about you know judgment towards yourself and a blame or 
Yeah, just but at the end, when all the dust settles, you realize that there's lessons and you just have to learn their tests and some we do good and some we don't and it's okay because there are great things that came out of it um the, but the best thing that came out of it is um for me to remember to go with my own gut and not let other people influence my decisions because that's kind of what happened mm-hmm. and uh but again, I guess sometimes we're guided towards it's, it's again, it's a test. Um, and then I did make, um, meet the community of lovely people, which I'm still involved with. So mm-hmm. that's, that, that was, uh, you know, that great thing came out of it and, um, learning. I, I learned a lot. Right. And the, and to be honest, that's not what I, I never wanted it. Really, mm-hmm. it was the opportunity that came to me, and um, my first instinct was to run away again, you know, fight or flight. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but then I was, oh, am I letting the fear, you know, control me? So I allow other voices to talk me into it. Right. But right. I was definitely stressing out right in the beginning. I was like, yeah. I, I don't feel ready for this. Right. I, I don't have drive for for it it's um you know it doesn't feel like it's mine Mm -hmm. and it was really not there were a lot of things that were not in my um control which you know didn't feel right it's so interesting because you have in a you're describing so much like heart center kinds of things like how do you relate to all these different things all these different energies and somebody provides you an opportunity that could be a fantastic thing right mm-hmm. in this case it felt like i you know i'm not following my gut mm-hmm. but when you collaborate with people it's not all about you right it's working like becoming something bigger than just you and and figuring that out and how do you draw the right boundaries so that it does you get to honor your gut and you get to also honor somebody else's gut and and how does that all work out so it's not like a black and white thing right it's like there is a an opportunity there and it sounds like you came away from it having learned a lot of lessons and having gained a lot of good relationships right yeah and also just realizations you know the things like i need to speak up more i need to um you know just uh, fight not in a bad way but fight for what i believe is right Mm -hmm. um you know i can't be always this person who turns the other other g yeah you know because sometimes it serves to help other people to realize that no, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel it helped me grow a little, you know, just come out of, get, definitely get out of my comfort zone. Comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And it also brought up a lot of uh, feelings of, you know, not being good enough, sure. all that stuff, which, you know, if I believe that once it comes up on the surface, then you look at it, you heal it. So it's a good thing when situations help us um, acknowledge that. 
Because when we suppress those things, that's when it actually um, controls us without us even knowing. So again, it's not true. We are all good enough. You know, it's the judgment that, um, you know, comes from mind, which is not always right. Mm -hmm. So I, I learned to look at things differently. I also learned that um, it's not good to be involved in a business uh, when you have young children and no help, (laughs) you know, with them, because that's just, it it doesn't work, you know, like I would come home some, some nights and they would already in bed and I would feel relieved because I'd be like, oh, okay, good. So now I don't have to, you know, work more. But then I, that would make me feel guilty mm-hmm. as, a, as a mother. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, but how can I be glad that I didn't get to see them all day, right. you know? Right. So it was, I realized if I would run a business, I would have to have a partner who helps me can do it all yeah. by my, because I have this thing, if I'm doing something, I have to do it all on my own mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. Right. It just, um, so you know, because then- then you're a yoga teacher and then you're a business owner, then you're a writer and then you're a mother and then you're this and so and many roles. And yeah. how are you going to do all that? Yeah, right. Yeah, it does totally. take a village. Yes. So I learned that, you know, I have to learn about balance, yeah. balancing my energy, you know, making sure that I put it, I spend it wisely because I believe we have certain amount of energy in a day and to use it in a way that serves um, you and everyone involved the best. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's been uh, interesting. Um, if someone, I was thinking the other day, if someone also offers me a yoga studio again, like, will I take it? Yeah. Um, probably not. Um <laughs> Unless I have a partner, a partner right. who shares the responsibility right. and marketing skills, <laughs> yeah, because mm. business side. So, um, so you're teaching now, though. Where yes. are you teaching? So I teach a um, few different places. There's a yoga studio, Om Shanti Om, in Sayville. I do some workshops there, and I, I have a, a regular class. I teach at Stony Brook. Um, University, mm-hmm. yeah, but I teach for the faculty, oh, cool. so I just um, go there. I'm sure they need it. Oh yeah, they they're they're probably the most grateful bunch. Um, in my experience, they they're very lovely, and after the office, you know, days of work, they come with their mats, yeah. and they just they're they're very lovely and they're very appreciative. So I really love um, teaching them, and I have some private. Um, private clients some kids uh-huh. yoga and um so yeah it's just kind of and i have a retreat coming up in italy Fantastic. that i'm co-hosting uh-huh. so um, where is that going to be in italy it's going to be in luca uh-huh. like a 20 minute outside luca il borghino it's a um, lovely retreat place uh that i've been to mm. i went in 2017 and with I know, uh-huh. and it was really, really nice. And then I told this woman about it, and she booked it, and she asked me if I wanted to co-host, and uh, 
I said you had me at Italy. So. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's great. So yeah, we just found out that there's going to be a Luca music festival there, oh, and uh, Sting's going to be singing oh, around wow. the same time. We're going to be there, so some people are excited about that. Fantastic. When is that? Um, the retreat is July 27 through August 3rd. Uh-huh. So yeah, cool. one week uh, living Dolce Vita. Nice. <laughs> Buonissimo. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking, taking the long trip from the <laughs> island to Ishta. Hope you get to take yoga class while you're here. Um, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Squeeze that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to teach uh, this evening, so I have to get back. But yeah. um, yeah. But it's been great to hear your story and um, hear about how your yoga is working in your life. Oh yeah, that's, uh, such a. I think for for many people, that's it's just like yoga is a part of my life, and your the way you're describing things is such a great example of how lo- yoga can become a foundation of living. Oh yeah, that's definitely how it helped me f- find my um, roots and also that connection to yeah. the higher self, which. Is always there. We all always have it. It's just our awareness. I was, um, you know, just not so attuned to it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's definitely, I always say it's, that's what keeps me sane. That's what helps me through everything. And uh, you know, even, um, you know, going through very difficult situations when I lost my brother, I, I kept thinking if I didn't have this you know, understanding of spiritual side mm-hmm. of this world, it would have been a lot more difficult to handle the emotions that, right. you know, arise. Right. So, um, so yeah, it definitely helps me handle my um, my shadows better, mm-hmm. and also helps bring out the light as well. Right. right. So it's both def- the topic and the function of the way you're expressing mm-hmm. it all. Yeah, in your books and in your classes and everything else. Yeah, and that's what like the books. That's what I wanted. The message is to come get that message across the that essence of yoga and meditation. What you know, not just describing the poses or actually, I don't describe poses at all in the books. But um, it's more about philosophy and and having it being a picture book. You know, you think it's for young children, but every adult that read it told me that they found it very valuable. And uh-huh. so it the message helps them understand the deeper meaning of yoga, the essence of yoga and meditation, what it is really about. And I guess that's just my experience. That's what I share. I, mm-hmm. um, Whatever I write is uh, what is the truest for me and yeah there's you know struggles and doubts and all that that that's a hard part of the the writing process right and silencing that mind um and then uh also tweaking like details (laughs) which you know i have i have have people help me with editing because english is not my first language so the grammar is very different Mm -hmm. in my language and in english Mm -hmm. so i have this 
you know, fear that I'm going to not make sense. You know, I'm right. going to write the sentence and it makes sense in my head and it's not. So I always have, you know, other people kind of look at it and have them read it and like, does that sound okay? <laughs> Is that correct? It's in Georgian. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. so now in, in Georgian too, now I'm so out of practice. I, I can't write in Georgian. Uh -huh. I don't feel comfortable writing in Georgian. Uh -huh. I, I write in English, but then I have this voice. Is right. this correct? Is, this, is grammar correct? But that's what we have. You know, that's what editors, editors are for, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. then I'm greatly appreciative of those yeah. who help me, you know, bring the book um, to its completion. Yeah. Well, awesome. All well, right. Thank you well, so much, Peter. So good to talk with you always. Always. Yeah. 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 Namaste. Namaste. I'd like to remind you of a couple of things before I uh, sign off. One is, I have a new class at Ishta Yoga on uh, 11th Street near Union Square. It's at 6 p.m. on Thursday nights. So if you're around and you'd like a yoga class, please come. We always do a fair amount of uh, moderate asana and a little meditation at the end. Uh, that's in addition to my regular class on Wednesdays at 6.45. I also teach at 12.30 on Thursday days and teach meditation class on Saturdays at 9.30 in the morning. So you can check that out and sign up at ishtayoga.com. Also, please support me on Patreon and please rate the podcast if you like it so that other people will be able to find it in their own little searches for interesting things to listen to about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks so much. See you next time. Namaste.